welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Kinja, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Man, any better? I would not even be in a physical experience right now. I'll be floating around, <laughs> doing very, very well, man. <laughs> well, it sounds like it. That's that's awesome. So before we we jumped on this, you were mentioning that you're going through uh, you're fasting right now. Could you tell me a little bit more about why why you're fasting and 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 what's your protocol? Well, it, it kind of will dive down the direction of this 10-year recreationism lifestyle that I started when I was 300 pounds, functional alcoholic, thinking that money was the main dominator and what could get me through. So once I started that health protocol, I'm now in my 10th year of consistently working on the four pillars of this lifestyle that I I, I didn't know I was creating mm-hmm. by mixing all the knowledge and wisdom from all of the personal development and my studying of myself. But my health pillar is is definitely at the best level it's ever been. And so this fasting process started about a, two years ago when I started with the eight on 16 off, the intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And it, it, trans, it, it just... It started eight on, 16 off, then it went into seven on, 17, and it just the the window kept getting smaller because of my stomach shrinking. Mm -hmm. Then uh, about seven, eight months ago, I decided to go a day, uh, you know, eat every other day. And so now I'm at um, every two days off (laughs) and one day on. So literally, I have a 48-hour time frame. And, And I'll say, instead of during my fasting time, like nothing at all, I'll say a solid food vacation. So water, tea, have a cup of coffee after my gym. Mm-hmm. I may have a, a I'll, I'll throw out one of my shakes that's compromised. And this is during my fasting day. Okay. This comprised of kale, apple, orange, um, a little bit of water, and just a, a nice little process that eliminates the pressure on my digestive system. That's as I've been doing my studying and making up for all my lost time when I was just living without any type of mastery on what I was doing to intentionally progress. Mm -hmm. I just realized how much damage I was doing to my digestive system by eating so much on a regular basis. So I'm kind of making up for lost time. So if that so so and on the day that I eat, I have a, it's really a green shake as well. The only difference is is some peanut butter in there and some banana chips. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it is a really beautiful experience on that, uh, on that third day. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow, but it's just really more just a progressive progression that I'm going to be on for the rest of my life as I, you know, continue this recreationist journey. Sure. Okay. Well, so I actually just have a couple more questions about that. What? So the um, your the the protocol you're you're doing right now with your your shakes what 
what led you to that, let's say book wise? Like were there or were there lectures you were going to that where you decided that, that this these were the best shakes you could do for your health? Was it um you know a process of trial and error? Were there books that you were reading, or how did you come up with this current uh, eating protocol that you do? Well, in April of 2015 is when I started my vegan lifestyle. Okay. So I stopped eating anything that came from an animal, so milk, meat, fish, anything of that sort. And so as I was going through that process and feeling the benefits. I then happened to step upon the raw vegan lifestyle. So that's what I was, that's what I was doing prior to the process that I just started. Okay. Uh, I, I was raw vegan. And so literally the, the, the energy that I've been having over the last three years, the, 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 the myths of how much protein I needed, was eliminated because I'm just I'm I've ran three marathons I work out two times a day I feel so so good so literally man I, I I'm I'm just a living experiment so I wouldn't even recommend anyone to necessarily do what I'm saying because I've tried different things that sure. have worked for me personally off my journey and that's what I recommend everyone to do to see what works for them because we all have different genetic backgrounds. We all have different addictions with foods. We all have different health conditions that we're overcoming. So I'm a, I'm an avid believer in everyone kind of coming up with their own individual process by using the wisdom of several people. But in my case, I just felt so good in this vegan lifestyle. And then when I started the intermittent fasting where I went 16 days without any food and then before I went to the 24 hours, I was like, wow, I'm feeling so energetic. My whole life, I was under the impression that if I don't eat, I'm going to be weak, mm -hmm. especially with a bodybuilding uh, process that I'm going through. Not heavy bodybuilding, but just, you know, figure figure model style, you know, ready yeah. for the beat type of a deal. <laughs> so, you know, in that in that type of a process, I'm, it's, this is kind of all new to me mm -hmm. because I, I just was under so many false impressions by listening versus experimenting for several years of my first 30 years of living. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Um, so before we go too too much further, um, so for the, my my podcast listeners who who maybe are not as familiar with what you do and in, in your work, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Well, at this point, I I just went through kind of a rebranding phase because what I what what took me into this world of my sixth year as a speaker, author, and now filmmaker is I sold real estate for about 14 years after I got out of the military when I was 20 years old. So first, I was a supervisor at a Fortune 500 company called MCI that closed down in 2004, and that's when I jumped into real estate. And I happened to be a very good progressive person in that world. So without going through all of those details, what changed my life and led to this version of me 
is in 2013, I won two international awards in the sales world that were never won before by one person. The Stevie Gold for sales, best sales representative in all industries mm -hmm. and the American Resort Development Award for best in-house salesman in the world. So once I did a little research and realized how powerful that was, and then I was hired to speak shortly after that, I felt more of an energy toward teaching and speaking than selling. And, and because of my financial ability that I wasn't in a chasing mode, I've, I stopped chasing mm -hmm. around 2009 when I started my new lifestyle. So I was in a position where I, I said, I made a choice to step away because I did everything I wanted to do, did something no one has ever done yet. And I, I don't see if they'll ever do it. I mean, if they do, please, I, I'm just excited for them and decided to write a book. And the book was about my lifestyle. It's called Universal Talk Laws, which gave a systematic approach to what I learned in my 14 years of communication with employees and with clients. And so January 2014 is when I released my first book. And it's just been a whirlwind since then. But at this point, to answer your question specifically, I get hired to speak with companies, organizations, schools, colleges. I just released my third book, March of this year. I have my fourth and fifth within the next eight months that'll be dropping. I love writing. I have 37 titles. So recreation strategist is what some of my clients have called me because the, the process that I help people embrace is literally like starting all over from scratch without feeling like you're weakening yourself or being vulnerable or feeling like you're doing something to hurt yourself. And if once a person can embrace that, wow, if I, if I really can start from scratch, question everything that I was taught, focus on the four pillars, health, emotional intelligence, hunger to gain new knowledge and getting better at whatever I do for a living without without thinking that whatever I do for a living is stagnant, knowing that it can be progressive, those four pillars, I just know from the thousands of people I helped and from what I've went through in the last decade, if anybody is willing to focus on getting those four things better every single day, they are going to continue to become better versions of themselves for the rest of their life. So recreation strategist is what I'm called when I'm introduced and what several of my clients has called me based off the results they're getting in their lives. Okay, excellent. Good to know. So I, I want to unpack some of the things that, that you brought up. So let's so let's start with your sales record because that is that's a, a, a monumental feat that you accomplished. So what what do you think made you a good salesperson? And was it something that's coming naturally? Were there classes and books you were taking, or what was that formula that made you uniquely that talented at sales? And it's so powerful, man, when you ask that. That's one of the reasons why I changed my title about two years ago from sales expert. It's because I realized that what changed my life in regards to communication was bonding and building relationships with clients. And unfortunately, the, the thought process that comes with the title of sales mm -hmm. is not something that is filled with integrity. 
the, the thought process that usually comes with sales based off of so many unprofessional money chasing salespeople that have that title is someone that's literally trying to get you to buy something that usually you don't need. Mm-hmm. So what took place on, in 2009, after I was already a good quote unquote salesperson, is once I started focusing on my health and losing weight, mixed with the mixture of my personal development, with the mixture of like literally every single day writing down why I didn't get the customer that I received, what I could have done better, what I'm going to do better the next day, cutting off my television service in all of my homes, stopping drinking in 2009, the combination of all of those things allowed me to put my energy on what was important, which is the four pillars. And in regards to the sales, which was my purpose at that time, literally learning how to look at every single person as a spiritual being versus having predetermined biases versus assuming that based off their credit, they are being this type of way and doing a proper introduction, find integrating what they've been through in their day into our flow. And it was just so many things that were compounded into experiences where my closing percentages just went from 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 percent within a year. So it, it was to a point where I wasn't selling anymore. Mm-hmm. I was bonding with people, finding out certain bit of information about their life, and then recommending things based off of what I found out. And nine times out of ten, they they love the recommendation. And because it did deal with a quality of their life, them me knowing so much about them, I didn't have to sell per se. It was literally a lot of educated recommending by the time our three to four hour consultations was finished. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So, so in 2013, then after you, you won this was recognition, what was it that made you then want to switch and start writing? Well, it, it happened. I remember it literally like it happened yesterday because this was like one of the most important days of my life. Actually, April 7th was the day that I won. April 7th or the 2nd, forgive me, but it, I was in Florida, Fort, La- Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Hollywood, Florida was where the recognition was happening for the Steve, the, the American Resort Development Award. Okay. And at this time, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, what is this? It was my seventh or eighth year not drinking. So I, I was always, I was used to being in recognition events where I'm basically one of the only sober people. Okay. So, so yeah. I remember winning the award in the sales celebration and I'm walking around and I'm like, this cannot be it. Like, I, I honestly was like, this can, everybody's, Man, you just did something that never been done. Like so many people were feeling like I did something so big. But in my point of view, looking at what was happening, not taking anything away from the hard work of everyone that bust their tail every single day to to do what I did for years. But in my world, I was just like, this is not it. 
I didn't know what was after it, but I just felt there has to be more than what got me to this point. And uh, about f- a few days later, April 7th, I was in Virginia, back in my Virginia home, uh, dri- driving from Virginia Beach, and I had the idea of a book. So I came home, I wrote the title, I started writing it, and within six months, I had a book already written. But what took place that had me retire October 13th, 2013, was I was hired to speak within those few months. And the feel, and I started doing a lot more training in the New York site. And I just had, I fell in love with the process of helping people gain from my lessons and mistakes. So I'm not going to say it was an instant one day situation that led me to decide to retire, but there were several things and I will say the ripple effect started with the light bulb of this has got to be it. Then writing, then deciding I wanted to write a book and then it just flowing out of me. And then someone hiring me and with the mixture of me wanting to speak, I, I was like, wow, I got to a point because I'm a full fledged person. I don't like to half do anything. Mm-hmm. And it was just to a space where I was not going to feel comfortably tr- trying to pursue this author world and then give my sales world half of me. So I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take this next leap into the unknown. And now four books in, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. An online training program, a thousands of clients all over the world. It was one of the best things that could have ever happened. And it also speaks to fear. And it, it was so character building because who leaves a million a year job to pursue the unknown of selling books. You know what I mean? When you're not even known, <laughs> who does that? Right. And I can say that from a spiritual level, once I'm, I'm, I'm so honored that I went through the emotional intelligence work to just know that once you put the work in, everything you want will come. And of course, I was in a financial a, a financial position where money wasn't an issue. But still, like I tell a few people that would that would say family or friends say it was easy for you, you seven figure. But no, actually. When you are able to easily make a million a year, it takes something more than just a lot of money in your savings to leave that. It still takes something within you that most people will never, ever get because they are institutionalized by chasing versus working on their emotional intelligence and eliminating that fear emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing to bring up. So. So let's talk about your your books then. So you, um, what? So when you're when you're coming up with the idea of these books, um, what is your writing process like, and and why? What made you want to do each of these books at that time and in, in this order? Well, the Universal Talk Laws I just spoke about that was my sales process. That led me to win these awards that put me in the history book. So that's the communication manual, which mm-hmm. I believe the history I just exp- expressed will talk about that. Yeah. The recreationism, which was the second book that was released in August of 2018, that was inspired because I was hired in so many events within the first two years of my new world. And I, there were so many times 
where I felt that universal talk laws, which was really, it touched on health, it touched on me stopping drinking, it touched on some things, but it really did not dive into the lifestyle that I started in 2009, which led to this this beautiful adventure that I'm on right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, literally I started going through some of my journals because I've been a journaler for now going on a decade. And I've noticed that, wow, there have been four parts of my life that I've worked on every day that I mentioned. And I, I literally came up with a thought process of I've been recreated and I started researching titles because I figured I was going to produce a life mastery manual. Mm -hmm. And the name Recreationism came into my world. And so I, I, I had my logo person create a beautiful logo. And now Recreationism, the art of shaping reality, that was my second book, which is 365 pages. It has three, four sections. And I've, I've been told by so many people, it's like their version of a non-religious Bible because it has not only my world, but it has 21 of my most transformative clients. It has little excerpts of where they were before I met them and what we did to help them out. And I'm talking from abuser, abused women to a man that was on his deathbed from smoking to a promiscuous young lady that was a virgin, lost her virginity when she was 22 and then went on a spree until she's like, I got to stop this. So it's it's like a f and the key, though, is with all of them, we were able to figure what their weakest pillar was and how focusing on their weakest pillar could help their life. And what led to the third book was I I've done so much work with high schools and schools of elementary, middle. And I I'm going to say that that caused this blessing of Little Solar's Book of Superpowers because after the first day I finished Recreationism, I'm in Barnes and Nobles and I'm like, wow, do I start on one of my other titles or do I start on a, a kid's book or a, an adult novel? And literally at this time, I, I'm going to be honest, I never read a children's book. <laughs> so I, start, I said, let me, let me, let me Google what are the top books of all times and of course Harry Potter were like the top five but mm -hmm. what came across the list was uh, Charlotte's Web so when I, I, I literally walked over to the children's section at the Court Street Barnes and Nobles in New York went through and I started reading Charlotte's Web and finished it within like a day and a half and I honestly no offense to the gentleman that read it I was like I could do better than this and so <laughs> I had a dream that <laughs> night I had I had a dream that night about little solar and now I have like five schools have already bought it for all of their students and it's doing so well and it just released March of this year so bookofsuperpowers.com is the website but I turned the solar system into a character that within a night is going to send a shooting star to each continent to meet one of the children under 13 that has at least six of its seven superpowers. And the plot that starts the book off is it's writing in its journal talking about how how blessed it is to use language that the humans have created and the, the, the titles of the solar system, the galaxies, the planets, but everything in my universe is growing except on the planet Earth. And I think it's because over the thousands of years of me watching the, 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 the humans, 
it seems like once they get into their teenage years, they start knowing it all and start going against each other. So I'm, I want to I'm going to do this plan where I'm going to find a kid in each continent and try my best to help them show how you could be a, a real superhero on Earth with the superpowers. So it's a it's a it's a journey, but it's it's teaching some very spiritual lessons that I wish I learned when I was 10, 12, 13, 14, 15. So that those are the three purposes behind the three books that are out helping the world right now, sir. Mm-hmm. Excellent. In, so in 2016, you started your interactive training course, uh, Dixon On Demand. What made you want to, to do that? And how has it evolved into your theatrical experience, the, the recreation encounter? Wow, it's amazing, man. But I, I'm going to tell you, as you heard, it wasn't too much more than six to seven months of planning before I retired from my career. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea what I was going to step into, but I really approached it really gung-ho the first year. So I was taking consultations. Like I literally did at least 150 personal counseling sessions. And literally by the end of the year, I was like, no, this is not what I signed up for. So (laughs) I I was like, no, man, I'm taking on all these people's lives, stories. I don't have no time to really like create the way I intended to. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, you know, I I have to figure something out. And it just happened to be that I don't remember exactly how it happened, but Tony Robbins he has an online training platform that was created and hosted by Lightspeed VT. Mm-hmm. Cardone has one. Uh, Les Brown worked with them. So literally, I, I don't remember exactly how I linked up with them. I think it was from, oh, from a gentleman called Randy Gage. Randy Gage. I went to a training program by Randy Gage. He mentioned Lightspeed VT. He said, man, you, you, you are definitely someone that has the content to do it. And I called them up and they, we, we had a class, I flew out to Vegas and invested and created a, a year program, DixonOnDemand.com, that takes people through an interactive process of not only communication, but life mastery with and it's un, it's it's just unbelievable. So that's how that started. Okay. I, I literally got t- tired of doing the personal consultations and was like, I don't want to um, not give value. So who are the best people given the highest value in that space? And I mean, I think you may have heard of Tony Robbins. I think you probably heard of Greg <laughs> Pondone. So mm-hmm. literally, I went to the best people in the business by and 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 created my own online training program called DixonOnDemand.com. And so that answers that question. Now, what took place with the one-man show that I'm about to start touring with again next year is I was looking at a movie called No Escape after I came back from my month training in China. I did a month training with Shifu Deng Fang, a 34th generational disciple of the Shaolin Temple in China. And I came back and I was in a movie theater looking at No Escape and I was thinking in my mind, how am I going to create? I have, I think Dixon On Demand was, no, Dixon On Demand wasn't even released yet. It was just in the beginning stages. I didn't even think about recreationism at the time, the second book. And I was like, how 
can I appeal to the masses, the 90%, because I'm helping the 10% now. There's a certain type of person that wants to read, wants to dig into themselves, want to, you know, kind of eradicate all the the, pl the plaque that was given to them from generational baggage. It's only 10% of our population that's really excited about doing that. And so I'm like, how can I allow my personal development platform to help out the masses mm -hmm. and right at that point as i'm thinking about this the the the, the advertisements stop and the, the the thrillers in the beginning of the movie come on and it gets quiet in the movie theater and right when i'm having this thought i turn around and everybody stops talking and they got their popcorn and they're just in the zone and i was like wow theater <laughs> TV. I was like, what? What is ruling our world right now is an entertainment medium that eliminates people from thinking about themselves. Right. So I was like, wow. What if I was able to create a personal development platform or show that allows people to be entertained but learn at the same time? Man, that thought right there is what led to me creating a one-man theatrical show called The Recreation Encounter, where I turned myself into four characters, did a show in Virginia, did a show in New York. Right after I did the show in New York, I started getting hired by so many schools that I decided to hold off on that. And because and, it's such a powerful situation, mm -hmm. and I was only in the third year, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to that in a little bit, but I need to approach some of the other things that are a higher priority. So that's what led to recreation encounter the theatrical performance. Okay. Wow. It's questions I haven't had in quite <laughs> some time, but what I love is that the way this journey is going, it literally, there are days and moments that led to each of them that I'm, you know, I guess because I don't drink, I don't smoke, I, I got a good memory, man. So yeah. I, I'm, glad I'm I'm in a great space, man. No <laughs> offense to the smokers or drinkers. <laughs> no, that, that, that's quite that's, right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so this is good. Okay, so that's what you're, you're – so where do you see your your journey on this evolving to? So what – like what – do you already have something planned out for the next four or five years? Is it – evolving on a year-by-year -year basis, or what are you focused on next? When you are a recreationist, man, you, you follow a process. And just so, because people are like, what is recreationism? What is recreationist? Okay, recreationism is an all-inclusive, experience-based practice that merges the mind and body into a progressive life force through daily creative action. So, as a person that works on the four pillars, your future literally becomes unknown because my lifestyle is similar to like the, the five years of a child between one years old and five years old. And, but it happens every single year for your life. So the reason why a five-year-old doesn't play with a one-year-old toy is because they're at a different stage of life by the time they're five. You with me? So yeah. if someone commits to getting their health better every day, 
mastering their purpose every day, continuing to explore new knowledge every day, and working on their emotional intelligence, similar to what a five-year or one through five-year-old is doing, even though it's not like intentionally, you are you may have common interests, but you're just going to be in different stages of that interest as time goes on. So literally, I started off as an author thinking I was just going to be writing, be, be helping train companies my whole life. That spiraled into the online training program. That spiraled into the play. Mm -hmm. That spiraled into my second book. That spiraled into my third book. Now I'm in the process of about to film my first short film from my production company. It's the name of the production company is Four Pillars Entertainment. So they are all going to be along the lines of entertainment that helps somebody learn from one of the four pillars. But literally, man, I know I'm going to be speaking because I get hired regularly. I know I'm going to be writing because I have 36 titles and I love writing. My Dixon on demand is on autopilot. People are loving that. I, I'm, I'm just working on my four pillars and showing up every single day with the, those priorities in mind, man. So I, I, the main goal is I'm going to be helping our humanity no matter what, because I'm in a sharing mode. So that's the main difference in these six years since I stopped selling is my main priority of life doesn't have to do with me selling. Now, my goal is I'm selling people on how to get the best out of their life the best way they know how based off of what helped me in my world. Okay. Excellent. It's good to know. So you, you've mentioned the four pillars a few different times, and you've named them a couple of different times. In And I'm, I'm sure you probably go into greater detail when if somebody signs up for your, your course and, and goes in and works with you personally on that. But at just like kind of a basic level, for each of those four pillars – how do you encourage people to work on them? And I'm, I'm sure it's a, you know, a, a personalized process, but are there particular books or, or readings or something that you point them to for each of these uh, different pillars, to, at least as, the, as a basis to start? Well, the recreationism book is what goes over the whole, pro the whole reason why everybody in the world needs to literally take a step back and start a process of questioning where they are at in their four pillars right now. So recreationism, that's the manual that goes through the whole process. But for someone right now that doesn't like reading, that just wants to take anything they can away from this to help them, I truly believe, and you can tell me your true opinion if you you know, have something that's different is no, be honest. I believe sure. that if we were plants, those four parts of our life would be the most important of what determines whether we're heading toward the sun or whether we're heading towards getting back into the ground. Like mm -hmm. uh, my, your health, your emotional intelligence, your hunger to gain new knowledge and getting better at whatever you do for a living. So for people that are in my audiences, what I ask them to do is to take a moment to grade themselves in each of those pillars after giving a brief description of, of all of them. So briefly, you know, health, we all know that we're 70 percent water, mm -hmm. right? We all know that sweating is good. 
We all know that there are organs like the colon, the heart, the intestines, the liver, and the lungs that really self-generate and will self-heal if we do things to help them. So on a scale of one through 10, how much are you intentionally putting 70% of things in your body that have to do with water and focusing on sweating daily and making sure that you're helping these five organs do their best to continue to thrive, like one through 10. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Are we living like we're immortal or are we really taking a step back to, to see where we are in this health pillar? Emotional intelligence. We're familiar with fear and emotion. We're familiar with love as an emotion. Most people want to do this fairy tale of, oh, you just got to be in love and peace. Unfortunately, unless you go to the Himalayas, you're not going to be in that world. So it's like, how often are you mastering understanding all of the emotions? And when you're getting put down the fear lane, how good are you at putting yourself back into the love lane? Mm -hmm. Or are you somebody that just by the seat of your pants is controlled by our humanity, which will tell me which is your dominant emotion, which is fear. So one through 10, where are you at on that? Hunger to gain new knowledge. Are you the type of person that knows you need to do something, but because of your comfort zone, you just keep doing what you're comfortable with because everybody else doing it. So one through 10, how many parts of your life are you familiar with what you need to do, but you allow comfort to stop you from doing it? And then purpose, when you wake up in the morning, are you jumping out of joy to go to work? Or are you somebody that's literally punching a clock and your most creative time is when you punch out? <laughs> are you are you somebody literally that your most creativity happens when you are away from work and on the weekends? And if that's so, how productive do you really believe you're going to be when we're reading your eulogy? Like, seriously. Like, honestly, like, let's really be honest with ourselves. So those are and I ask people to grade themselves one through ten. And then once we figure out what the lowest pillar is, uh, we, let's let's focus on that that lowest pillar, because what people do in this human based world is they want to focus on their strengths when literally their their lowest pillar is what their reason why they're in the, the deathbed. <laughs> so I'm like, instead of us like focusing on our strengths, like I did for several years, because, you know, I was a millionaire, 30 years old, killing them as far as my sales careers go. But I was in this myth, not realizing that if I kept that going, I was not going to be living probably past 45. Hmm. So, that 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 in a nutshell expresses what I believe every listener and every person in the world should do in regards to their four pillars. And what's happening real quick is we're putting things like marriage, happiness, car, uh, status, social media likes. We have people that are putting more focus on those things than their four pillars, thinking that and, and thinking that they can really go a long time doing that. Yeah, you may go a year or two. Or three or four. But unfortunately, biology and science says <laughs> things are going to tumble down slowly but surely if you don't focus on the four things that you're made of mm -hmm. that don't have nothing to do with tangible accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing those those details. And so if, if listeners want to read more on that, then... That's the the main message in your your recreation recreationism book. 
Is that correct? Yes, sir. Recreationist.com. And it go, they, could, they can even go up there and find out what their HLG is, which stands for Holistic Life Grade. They get to grade themselves after digging through 40 questions that any person can literally take a moment and be like, wow. And I think every single human is at a space. Once you eliminate tangible situations, we got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. And and unfortunately, we, we've allowed things from the outside to blind us from the work that every single human should be focusing on every single day. Plants don't get to a space where they start coming out with their roses and their petals and they're like, ooh, I can chill now. No, every <laughs> single day they grow at the highest level they can for the rest of their time. And unfortunately, that's not the norm. And recreationism is helping people see, wow, this guy, he's not only in this, he's living it. And his his life is a replicating what can happen. Because literally, four years in my sales career, after I started following this process, I was number one sales executive in the world. So I, I, can, I, I can speak on what happens after you start following this process. And, I, and then I just threw it all away and started at ground zero in a whole new world. Now, five years in, I'm five books in, helping people in a whole new process that I wasn't prepared for. So I'm, I'm going to help people sh- through my example see, wow, you are able, if you focus on these pillars, you can create things in your life that weren't even thought of three, four, five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So with everything that you've done and experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you've ever received? To continue to put people above myself, man, and to continue to be an example of everything you say so that you are never one of these people that end up separating from your best self by trying to get likes or sell books or sign up programs or do all this stuff. So to sum it all up, continue to serve and continue to live by everything that comes out of your mouth. Wonderful. Kendra, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to buy your books send up for your course, read more about your writing, or work with you, where are the best places they can go to do those? I would say KenjaDixon.com to just find out a little about my backstory and my history. That gives you the access to all of my books and all of my programs from the children's book to recreationism.com for, for the recreationism book. So KendraDixon.com. But if you want to dig deep into the life mastery process, re-creationism.com, where you can read the philosophy, find out your HLG. And if you have a kid under 18, you might want to get them on the little Solar's book of superpowers. So go to book of and take that journey for them. Other than that, I'm just getting started. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the solution holistically, and I vow to continue this process for the rest of my life. And I thank you for being a tool for people to learn and explore themselves. And so I'm, I'm honestly wanting to thank you for just giving me the opportunity to share, man. And I love your your, your vibe. You're real chill. You relax, man. I, I like that vibe, man. You, 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 you probably are like, wow, he 
he got a lot of energy over there. And, I, and all jokes aside, man, the way you are feeling, like the way I'm sounding, mm-hmm. this is me and my vibe, man. This is just my vibe, brother. I love it, man. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm seriously, man. When I go when I go in that gym or I get in front of a crowd or whatever the case may be, I'm in my element, man. And I truly love it. I don't have to rehearse because I just get to share what I live, man. So. Mm-hmm honored and i thank you for doing what you do as well family well thank you this is this is it's been again a pl- absolute pleasure and uh yeah i appreciate your your uh your enthusiasm uh it's absolutely fantastic and, and i can tell it's not uh, manufactured that that's definitely how you are on a daily basis and uh and yeah i am i'm purposely trying uh relaxed for this show just because it, it puts <laughs> my puts my guests at ease to kind of be calm and collected and i i you know this this show is about my guests it's not about me so i try to uh you know highlight my guests and allow them to just be present in any way they feel comfortable so thank oh, you yeah, for, and, for being open yeah, and, and, and just to make sure no i will yeah. for anybody that may have misunderstood and make sure you, I, I love the, the, I need that beautiful, relaxed flow. You know what I mean? So it's not a negative. It's a positive. I, I enjoy oh, yeah. your vibe, man. So all is good. Man. Too much of me. I, I, I may be too much for some people at sometimes, honestly, but it's all good. I, I, I just, I, the key is that when I go to bed at night, I can yeah. say just like you can say is I was a hundred percent authentic and I, I served and I was I was I didn't have to fake anything to make it. So that's the beautiful thing about I believe our journeys and what you do in your world with this with this uh, opportunity to, to 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 dig into guest brains, man. So thank you, brother. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Kinja. Again, this has been an absolute pleasure, and I encourage all of my listeners to go and and sign up for your training and go visit you at kinjadiction.com, and I will put the links in the show notes so they can click right through. But again, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Likewise. Talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Art Podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.